incessantly. Mm. Situation and circumstances began to turn opposite. Mm. Challenges began to come. You know, there is no other mission. The Bible said the devil comes to steal, to kill, to and to destroy. I want to assure you today that those challenges, those oppositions, those negativity, they were not from God. They did not originate from God. Mm. They came from the devil in order to strip you of God's blessings, mm. in order to cause your heart to disbelieve in him and to distrust God, in order to stop you from, you know, from, from, from uh, enjoying the losses of God, in order to make you to stray away from your convictions of God. But I have a good news for you today. Just like the people of Israel, when they were confused, mm. they did not know what to do again. God sent a prophet to them. Mm. They were not expecting that good news. Mm. But the only thing is this. God does not forget his promises. Mm. Even though the people of Israel forgot because they have turned away from God. But mm. God did not forget. You know what? He said as long as they abide in him, mm. he's going to rescue them. Hallelujah. Also, he promised oh. us that as long as we abide in him, he said in the book of Psalms, he said he will deliver us from every snare of the fowler mm. and from every oh. deadly person. So mm. when they were in that trouble and confusion, mm. God sent his prophet to them. When you look at first thing, God stood up. He sent a prophet to them. He told them, don't worry. I am going to do what? I am going to fight for you. I am going to mm. hand over them other, your arch enemy unto you. Mm. Think how was surprised with that. What? Where are you coming from? Mm. But the thing is, King Ahab recognized the man as one of the prophets of God. Hallelujah. Amen. So because he recognized him as one of the prophets of God, he believed. Hallelujah. Amen. I don't know whether you believe the word of God you are holding. Mm. I don't know whether you believe the word of God you are hearing. Mm. I don't know whether you believe God whom you profess. Hallelujah. I want you to look at this. Mm. The word of God you are holding, the word of God in your hand, the mm. word of God you are hearing, mm. the promises of God you understand in the Bible. Mm. Do you believe them? Hallelujah. Amen. He ever mm. believed. And because he believed, God fought for him and the people of his faith. Hallelujah. God told you know, oh. fact, before then, he started to, to ask for directions. How mm. am I going to go by it? Mm. You know, he sought for directions. And God gave him directions through the man of God. Hallelujah. Mm. Amen. And immediately he followed directions. The mm. Bible to understand when you look at verse 20 to verse 21, God gave them victory. Then Adad was defeated. And Amen. all his army. Hallelujah. We we'll remember somewhere uh, uh, as well. Before he, he became king, when his families were taken away, uh, uh, you know, as sickness, he sought the face of God. And by the grace of God, he was able to recover. Mm. You too. And I don't know what you are trusting God for. I don't know what you think that, you know, the enemy has snatched away from your presence. Or whatever you are passing through, or you are, you know, that is taking you as a challenge today. Mm. I want to assure you that God who sought up, to think Ahab at this time, and the people of this day, mm. is showing up to you today. It's not like Amen. He, he is showing up to you today. Amen. Just like prophet to think Ahab, and the people of Israel, God is sending this word to you today. The promises of God you know in the Bible, and to begin to remember them, mm. and, to, uh, and, to, uh, and to take them out. God is sending them to you. And Amen. in the name of Jesus, they will all fulfill the desire that God has sent them to fulfill in your life. Amen. 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 Glorify God. Because they will not return back to God though, without fulfilling mm. what the Lord has sent them for. 
There are two participants in the conference. Meeting your problems today in Chief Amen. Amen. And Ahab and people of this church experience Chief Tories. Here, you are also experiencing yours today. Amen. You are experiencing yours now. Amen. And you glorify God in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. But there is something I want you to note before we go and pray. And that is what actually makes this battle a principal one. Mm. And that is what, what even made the six stories. You know, overwhelming ones. Mm. What is this? When you look at verse 22 to 23, the Bible says, as they were, you know, well, as they were advancing the victory, the Bible says that the prophet, the man of God, came back again mm. and mm. told these people, people before them, before them, before them, when after the other was defeated, in mm. verse 22 to 23, after they were defeated, you know, your thought would be that because they've been defeated, that was the end of the battle. Oh, it wasn't the end, though. In fact, it was the beginning of the battle. Mm. No wonder after Jesus Christ had defeated the devil on the mount, when he came to tempt him the first time, the second time, the third time, you know, when he told the devil, get back behind me. The Bible says, and the, le the devil left him for the what? For a while. When you look at the word for a while, that means he was wanting to do what? To come back mm -hmm. again at every what, opportunity. And he did come back again. You remember in the garden of Gethsemane, he tempted Jesus Christ mm. to deny God. Deny what going on. The Bible says, he said, for that purpose have been sent to the world. Mm. And that was the truth that you and I belong to today. We are the fruit of what? The fruit of the work of salvation that Jesus Christ did on the cross of Calvary. Look Amen. at verse 22 to 23. The Bible says in verse 22 to 23 here, that is, um, no, I want us to look at it from from verse 22 to 23. The prophet came to the king of Israel and said to him, Go, fortify yourself, and become what? Become strong, and give attention to what you must do. For the first, for at the first of next year, the king of Syria will return against you. Can you see? And when you look at verse 23, they began to, reg to regather again. They began to regather again from verse 23. They began to summon themselves together again and fortify themselves against the people of Israel. Can you yeah. see that? So, I want to say that what made this battle a principal, principal one was what? Was the resurgence. The resurgence. So, I'm calling all of us by the grace of God to vigilance. This is a call to vigilance. And that's why the Bible says in the book of 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8, you know, be well worked, be well balanced. Be vigilant, be cautious at all times. Oh. Hallelujah. Because Amen. the devil looks about and seeking for every opportunity to us away from God, to seek us and to captivate us. But by the grace of God, we shall not be insisting in Jesus' name. Because if you read further, the Bible says, you know, we have made us understand here that God intervenes by sending his word, his man, his, 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 his servant. And after that, when you reach for that, God fought for them. And the victory was total. Hallelujah. God has fought oh, for us as well. And our victories has been total. 
Because Jesus Christ died for us on the cross of Calvary. Oh, Hallelujah. So right. the Lord is sending his word to you also today. The Bible says, Greater is he who lives in us than he who lives in us. Hallelujah. Amen. The Bible says, God will fight for us and we will hold our peace. The Bible says, The Egyptians we see today, we can see them no more. Hallelujah. So we have the weapons already. And that's why the Bible says, The weapons of our warfare, they are not cannon. They are mighty to God. To God. Hallelujah. To the pulling down. We have the weapons already. All we need to do is to do what? To believe. Believe, holding on, holding forth to the promises. Mm. And the Lord will do what? He will fulfill his desire in our life in yeah. Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. And Amen. the stories that God is giving us, they are what? They are overwhelming ones in Jesus' name. And today Amen. I say, everywhere the kingdom of darkness is resurging. Mm. Hallelujah. Wherever they are regarding and fortifying themselves again, mm. today the fire of God will fall from heaven. And we consume them in Jesus' name. Amen. Whatever power they are fortifying, whatever program they are spinning, concerning your life, concerning my life, concerning your career, concerning my career, concerning your family, concerning my family, concerning your endeavor, concerning my endeavor, today the fire of God will consume them in Jesus' name. Amen. And his angels are going to fight them on our behalf. And our victories shall be complete in Jesus' name. Amen. In Jesus' name, we are prayed. Amen. Amen. I want to begin to bless God. Because we have God who fights our battle. Mm. We have God who ministers to our Father, we have God bless your name, God. Father, we honor you tonight. We thank you, Lord, because you are our God. Father, we thank you because you are our God. Father, we thank you, Lord, because you are with us. The Bible says, as the mountain surround Jerusalem, so you surround those who put their trust in you. Father, we thank you because you are always with us. Father, we say, blessed be your name, O God. Father, we honor you. We honor you, O God, for this assurance that we have in you. Father, we honor you. Amen. Amen. In Jesus' mighty name, we are prayed. Amen. I don't know what you have brought before God as an individual. Yeah? But before we go into that, I want you to pray this prayer. That anywhere the kingdom of darkness is been locking about me, <laughs> you know, because King of King Ahab and people of Israel, they did not know that Ben Hadad and these 32 kings, making 33, they did not know that they were already fortifying themselves against them until messengers were sent to them. <laughs> Hallelujah. I want us to say, wherever the kingdom of darkness has been seeming to, 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 cap, to captivate us, Wherever temptation and trial, no, wherever the kingdom of devil has been roaming about or knocking about to, to, to seize upon us, to, to, to catch us, to make us, to, you know, to, to tempt us and, and, and make us to fall or to challenge our life, our faith in whatever means or whatever way. Let's say that today that the God will send his fire from above and consume them completely in Jesus' name. Father, we pray tonight, O oh God. The Bible says we need to be watchful. We need to be careful and be watchful because Satan, our adversary, is roaming about looking for whom to devour. Father, we pray, O oh Lord, our God, that you will grant us the grace, O oh God, to be watchful. 
the grace to be watchful, the grace to be to be to be to be, be watchful, the grace to be vigilant, O Lord our God. Father, you will grant unto every one of us, so that the devil will not be able to take advantage of us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. This, this prayer came to my mind again. Let's pray that every seat of the enemy against our life, against our home, against our family, against our career, against our endeavors, against our spiritual life, every seat of the enemy. Let us begin that. Let us begin to destroy Father, them right now. Tonight, to God, we Father, stand up like a solid drop and we remove every seat. Every seat, O God. Father, we remove every seat, O God. Every seat of over our life. Every seat. Every seat, O Lord. Every ambush of evil concerning our life. Father, we remove tonight. Father, I remove every seat. We remove every every siege. We remove every ambush of the enemy concerning our life. We remove tonight. We remove. We remove it, Lord. We remove it, Lord. We remove it, Lord. And we pray, O God. We pray, O God, that that you will expose. Amen. Amen. Every point of prayers, every prayer request we have brought before God today, you don't need to say it louder. Speak to God about them. Father, Lord, Lord, Lord Almighty, I pray for your people tonight, O oh God, as they have come into your presence with with various kind of prayer prayer request. Father, I join my faith with their faith, O oh God. I join my faith with the faith of everyone that are praying with me tonight, O oh God. I pray, O oh Lord, let heaven be open. Let the prayer point of your people as they are praying unto you right now. Let their prayer be answered, Lord, in Jesus' name. Father, I pray, O God, you will fulfill your counsel. You will fulfill your purpose concerning the life of everyone that are praying with me. In the name of Jesus Christ. Father, as Eli stood on that day and said to Anna, he said, be, he, he, prayed, he said unto Anna that, that the prayer of Anna has been answered. And it came to pass. It came to pass at, as exactly a year. Oh Lord, my God, you gave Anna, you gave Anna baby. You gave Anna Isaac. I stand here, oh God, as your representative. And I prophesy into the life of your people, oh God. That every that their life will become fruitful, that the fruitfulness in your life, all those things you are trusting God for, I join my faith with you. I agree with you. The Bible says, if two of us will I two people will agree upon a thing, it's a come to pass. Father, I join my faith with the faith of your people as they are looking unto you right now. As they are looking unto you, I join my faith with their faith. And I pray, oh God, let every of their prayer requests be answered. Let everyone be open. Let everyone be open and let their requests be, 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 be granted in Jesus' name. Those who are looking for healing, Father, heal them. Father, heal the sick tonight, oh God. Father, deliver the oppressed tonight in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, we thank you. We worship you, Lord. We worship you. Lord. We worship you. In Jesus' name, we are praying. Amen. 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 In Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. Amen. Amen. Before I hand over to Pastor Matthew, I want us to be. I want us to pray for as many who are still sick. 
of coronavirus. Mm. We are ever throughout the whole world. Father, and Lord God Almighty, we pray tonight, O oh God, that you will hear the sick tonight, O oh God. Father, in every area where coronavirus is causing Africa right now, Father, we pray, O oh God, you will bring end to it, Lord. Father, we pray you will bring end, O oh God. You will bring end to it, O oh God. You will bring end to coronavirus in Jesus' name. Father, we pray, O oh Lord, that your blood will avail by the power, by the power in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, we use your blood right now. We use your blood right now to de to destroy the remnant of coronavirus in our land. Oh Lord, and in all the city where the coronavirus is causing havoc, we pray tonight, oh God, let your let your glory come down and destroy it in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 I want us to say thank you to God. Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you. We worship you, Lord. Father, we say blessed be your name, O God. Father, we say blessed be your name for, for your hand upon our life, for bringing to pass your work concerning our life, that you are going to protect us, that you are going to be with us, that we will see it, but it will not come near our dwelling. What a glorious God we serve. What a marvelous God we serve. Father, we say be glorified. Father, we say be glorified. Be exalted, Lord, for what you are doing. Father, we are not taking you for granted. Father, we say we worship you. We honor you, Lord. Amen. 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 In Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. Amen. 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 I want to hand over to you, Pastor Martin. Yeah, God bless you, my brother. Uh, uh, praise Amen. the Lord. Uh, we thank God for what God is doing in our life. I will pray that uh, the hand of God will continually be upon us. Amen. You see, Amen. as my brother was leading us, there's a, a, there's a one prayer point that's coming to me that I want us to pray for. Uh, if you look at the people that, uh, are, that were attacked, you know, in, mm. in life, in life, when we are in problem, mm. we are always careful. Mm. Can you can mm. you can you get me? When we are in problem, when we are in need, when we are looking for help, when we are when we are deep deep deeply sorrowed, when we are in trouble, we are always very very careful. Mm. We, we we don't want we want things to work well. But immediately we attain success. Most of us will relax. Most of us we are not careful again, and that make me that make me to remember, you know, uh, the reverend that joined my wife and I together. I remember few years ago now, more than twenty years ago. What he told us that day is that he called me. He said. He said, Brahmati. Baba said, Brahmati. He said, now, you are not, you don't have anything. You are not driving any car. You, are not, you don't have anything. But when the, the time will come that the thing will change, he said to me that don't let what God will do in your life, don't let take you away from him. And don't let what God will do in your life cause problem in your marriage. That those people who never knew you now, 
that when the time comes, you start to ride the car, you start to have some, some money in your pocket that they will start to know you. And that brings me to this prayer we are going to pray. You see, when we say somebody should be careful, most of the time, praise the Lord. Please, that somebody you see phone, somebody is moving with the phone because the prayer I want to pray now is very, very important. Can you please leave your phone so that your phone doesn't make noise? God bless you. Do you know that it is when we relax, it is when we think that the battle is over, that the enemy normally strikes. It is when you think you have arrived. It is when you think that you are now, you, you, you can now rest, that the enemy will strike. And uh, we are going to pray, but I want you to reason with me. If you look at, if you read what I said today about King Ezekiah, it was when King Ezekiah has had nice time with God that King Sennacherib now came to do what? To, uh, to besiege the land. It is when you think everything is okay. But we are going to pray that God will grant us the grace to be careful all the time. The Bible says, the Bible says we should be watchful and should be, we should be alert because Satan, our adversary, is what? Is roaming about, looking, looking to what? Looking for whom to defraud. And the Bible says, the enemy come to steal, to kill, and to what? And to destroy. I'm not here today to glorify what enemy can do or what enemy has done. I'm here tonight to glorify what Christ has done. Because the Bible says, for this reason, the Son of God was manifested to do what? To destroy the work of the devil. You are not going to pray with me. We pray, oh, ni forwara are that enemy will not enemy will not enemy will not enemy will not use enemy will not use you to destroy your destiny. There are some times that enemy can use a man to destroy his destiny. Enemy can use a woman to destroy her destiny. Say, Father, I pray that you will deliver me from the from, from the power of error. That enemy will not influence me to destroy me. Enemy will not influence me to destroy my home. Enemy will not influence my wife to destroy our family. Enemy will not influence my children to destroy our home. Enemy will not influence me to destroy my home. Enemy will not influence me to destroy my wife. Enemy will not influence me to destroy my children. I want to pray that prayer. Say, Father, don't let enemy influence me, oh God. Don't let enemy influence me to destroy my career. Don't let enemy influence me to destroy my to destroy to, to, to destroy my destiny. Say, Father, help me, oh God. Help me to be vigilant. Help me to be careful. Help me, oh Lord, so that I will be able to see. Oh Lord, grant me the grace, oh God. 
grant me the grace overcome. Overcome, overcome, oh God, overcome. And the grace, oh God, able to run away from every appearance of evil in Jesus' name. Father, oh Lord, at the peak of my success, I pray, don't let me make mistakes. I want to pray that prayer that at the peak of your success, at the peak of your success, you will not make mistakes. At the peak of the success of your family, your family will not make mistakes. At the peak of the success of my wife, my wife will not make mistakes. At the peak of your success, you will not make mistakes. You will not make mistakes. You will not make mistakes. Enemy will not take advantage of you. At the peak of your success. At the peak of your success. At the peak of your success. Enemy will not take advantage of you in Jesus' name. At the peak of my success, oh God. You will grant me the grace, Lord. You will grant me the grant me the grace, Lord. You will grant me the grace, Lord. At the peak of my success, I will not make mistakes. At the peak of my success, I will not make mistakes. So every every Program, every maneuvering, every 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 program of every program of evil, every program of the same that against my life. I pray you will frustrate. The Bible says, "He frustrate every maneuvering." Lord, frustrate every maneuvering of evil. Frustrate, Lord, frustrate, Lord, frustrate, Lord, frustrate every maneuvering, every maneuvering of evil concerning our life. Father, you will frustrate, Lord. Father, you will frustrate, Lord. Father, you will frustrate, Lord. Father, in Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. 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 Oh, ni jaboni nu ogo. Oh, ni jaboni nu ogo. Oh, ni deni ete. Oh, ni deni abuku. Oh, ni jaboni nu ogo. You will not fall from glory. You will not fall from glory. I will not fall from grace. I will not fall from glory. I will not fall from grace. I will not fall from glory. I will not fall from grace. I will not fall from glory. I will not fall from grace. My wife will not fall from grace. Everyone pray with everyone pray with me. You will not fall from grace. 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 In the name of the God, for in Jesus' name we pray. I don't know who is praying with me. You are confused. You are about to make decision, but you are confused. You don't know what to do. I want you to pray that today the Lord will open your eyes. Let's pray for as many that want to make decision and are confused. That the Lord will open their eyes. The Lord will open their heart. Yes. Father will pray, oh God. As many that are joining this meeting, that they, they want to do something now. But they are confused. They don't know what to do. The Bible says, the Bible says they will, we will hear a voice coming behind us. And we say, this is the way, go through it. It might not make sense. Father, I pray, oh God. The power to, go, to obey you. The power to do your way. The power, oh God, to obey you. The power, oh God, to see clearly what to know what to do and to do what you want us to do. Grant unto us in Jesus' name. I, I remove from your life spirit of confusion. I remove it in Jesus' name. For in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. My brother, brother something. 
Hello, sir. Can you pray for us, sir? God bless you. Our Father and our God, we thank you and we bless your name. Hallelujah. We thank you for how you have ministered to us today. We thank you for how you have blessed us today. Father, we pray and accept our thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. Everlasting Father, we pray that every prayer we have brought before you by the leading of the Holy Spirit. Oh Lord, you shall give us testimonies in Jesus' name. Amen. We pray, Everlasting Father, that many who will listen to the broadcast as well shall be equally blessed in Jesus' name. Amen. And we pray, Father, as in this grace. We pray, Father, that every high that shall see us, we know that we have been to your presence. That we have encountered your faith. That we are people whom thou art blessed in Jesus' name. Amen. And we pray in the name of Jesus that everything we shall lay hands upon according to your promise, there shall be testimonies of blessings in Jesus' name. Amen. We thank your God in Jesus' name. Amen. We empower your God in Jesus' name. Amen. And thank you for great and mighty things you have been throughout your world. Giving us victory over COVID 19 pandemic. Father, we pray there shall be overwhelming testimonies. Of complete Amen. and total victory in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, everlasting Father. Thank you, Daddy. In Jesus' name, we are praying. Amen. Amen. Announcement, please, my sister. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah, I want to welcome everybody to today's. I want to hear you speak to me, hold on. Father, speak to me. Speak to me, hold on. I want to hear your voice. I want to hear your voice, Lord, speak to me. I want to pray the Lord will speak to you. Father, speak to me. Speak to us as individual. Speak to us as family. For in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Almighty God, as we continue our program on family, I pray what we are going to look into today. I pray you will speak to us, Lord. You will, let, you will release your mind to us, Lord. Amen. Let this bless our family. Amen. Let it bring so-called solution to many, many problems in Jesus' name. Amen. I pray our family Amen. will not remain the same in Jesus' name. Amen. There are people Amen. that what we are going to be discussing, it might not affect them directly. But as they learn today, help them to be a carrier of your truth, even to people that are affected in Jesus' name. Amen. And those who are preparing, Amen. who are preparing for, 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 for marriage, let this also be a kind of a foundation for them in Jesus' name. Amen. For in Jesus' name Amen. we pray. Amen. Uh, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So, uh, for the last few weeks, we've been talking about, about families, about, uh, about a lot of things in the family. And, we, and uh, as we'll be talking of our family, and we said today, we are going to be looking at how to, uh, what we can do to, to manage our family resources. You know, we've talked about resources in the family. We'll talk about a lot of things in the family, but today we want to look at it. How how resources in the family, how will it not be causing problem? You know, managing, we're going to look at how to manage family resources. How we what God has given us as family, how will it not become a cost to us? How will it not become a problem to us? Because we, we've, we've seen that there are a lot of family that what God has blessed them with is now becoming a trouble for them. So, and those are the things we are going to be looking at today. Mm. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So, uh, there's a Bible passage I want to read for us briefly before we start. Hallelujah. Amen. And the Bible says in the book of Genesis 2, 18 to 25. Genesis 2, 18 to 25. And the Lord said, It is not good that a man should be, should be alone. I will make 
him and ate meat for him. And out of the ground, the Lord formed every beast of the feet and every fowl of the air and brought them unto Adam to see what is what he will call them. And whatsoever Adam called every living, every living creature, that is what that was the name thereof. And Adam gave name to all cattle and to all fowl of the air and every beast of the feet. But for Adam that was not found and ate meat for him. Verse 21. And the Lord God caused the deep sleep to fall upon Adam, and he slept. And he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh instead thereof. And the rib which the Lord God had taken from man made he a woman and brought her unto the man. And Adam said, This is now the bone of my bones and the flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. Therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother, and shall cleave unto his wife, and they shall become one flesh. The last verse. And they were both naked, the man and his wife, and were not ashamed. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So from the, from the passage that we have read, we saw that at the beginning, God intended family, marriage, husband and wife coming together, God intended them to walk in oneness. So in marriage, marriage is for complementing one another. Marriage is not meant for competition. Marriage is meant for us to help one another to see that, okay, this this is individual. What can I do to improve the life of my husband? What can I do to improve the life of my wife? And everything encompasses including our resources. So the reason why we make resources, we, want, we don't want it to be only money. Because when we talk of money is causing problem, but money is not the only problem that we have in marriage. What we bring everything together as resources. So as we go through this discussion, we are going to mention money and we are going to mention resources. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the living Jesus. Hallelujah. Everyone knows that... Uh, Money fights are one of the leading causes of divorces nowadays. And it is believed that financial tension in relationships can be improved, if not alleviated. So instead of us having tension in our finances, ten tension and pressure concerning what God has blessed us with, we need to work together. Marriage is a union of two people. So when we come together and we unite, all our resources have to unite as well, so that there will be no rift and there will be no competition and we will be able to achieve our common goal because we are one team, not individual teams, but we are one. Because in marriage, one plus one equals to one. That is the way God intended it. So money causes disagreements. Money causes all sorts of things. Nearly all the financial problems in marriage can be, can be solved. How can we solve it? When we are honest and we have clear communication, and we don't put we don't we don't harbor anything in secrecy it will help because dishonesty and secrecy will make things compound and it, it, it will be it will be critical and it will result into crisis it will make the problem worse so as we go on may the lord bless us in jesus name yeah praise the lord yes Hallelujah. so i want to ask in terms of um talking about marriage and finances and coming together and being one what is your take on people that get prenups before they get married? Okay, we're going to... What's the Christian outlook on, on that? Okay, okay, yeah. 
we're going to look, be looking to that so that at the end of the, this discussion you can ask question but let's look at this so that we can focus on money because the issue you are talking about about prenup before marriage is another is another is another thing another thing entirely that we, we can look at we are going to look at it thank we thank god for 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 helping you to bring that we're going to look into it but let's quickly look at this so in one of the things you see that we need to know before money will not be causing problems that marriages there are a few things we need to know and those two basic things are those the, 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 these basic things that we need to know will help us to manage our money to manage our resources and to manage ourselves because number one thing number what we need to understand is that for everyone that we get married anyone that we get married you need to understand that when you are giving up yourself for a marriage you are no more single you are no more single you are giving yourself up whether a man or a woman you are giving yourself up you are forgetting about everything about yourself and uh, when you go into marriage and you are still talking about me and me there's no way you will be able to harness your resources with your wife or your husband. Me and me have to go. That's the first thing that need to go. And apart from me and me that has to go, you need to allow girl to be the, the, the third person in your marriage. You know, the triangle of a home. God being on the top, husband and wife being what? At, at the bottom, so that God Himself, God Himself will be giving both of you instruction. And as husband look up, he look up unto God. As wife look up, the wife also look up unto God. And as they look up unto God, God is giving them instruction on what they will do. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And as God is instructing them on what they will do, they will be able to do the the the, the next few things. That will be discussing with you, because until until up until God from the basic the, uh, the, the from the foundation of our family of our marriage, it might be very very difficult to understand every other thing that we are going to be saying now. Okay, praise the Lord. This message is for somebody, a man who is genuinely born again, a woman who is genuinely born again, because unless you give your Christ your life to Christ. And you are regenerated. You will not see the reason why you should let go of whatever worldly possession or worldly resources or anything God has blessed you with. When we were coming to this world, we did not bring anything. And when we are living, we will not take anything with us. So if you are ripe for marriage, I want you to start thinking now. Are you at that level? Are you developed? Have you developed yourself? And have you got those virtues that and everything that it takes to make a home? Because part of it is being let, being, 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 being uh, able to let yourself go. When you have given your life, yourself in totality to God, and Jesus is the Lord of your life, you will not be holding on to anything. You will know that it's all vanity. Amen. Amen. Praise, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Number one, like my wife said, is saying now, understanding we come into this life with nothing. Hallelujah. Amen. Before you can, you can let go, of everything before you can take life simple you need to understand that you come to this world with nothing and i want to establish this from the word of god 
In the book of First Timothy, chapter six, verse seven. First Timothy six seven. He said, "We come to this world with what? With nothing. with nothing. We come to this world with nothing. Hallelujah. Yeah. Are you doing it for us? Yeah. First, First Timothy, Timothy six seven. seven. Yes. For we brought nothing into this world. The Bible says we brought nothing into this world. And it is certain we can carry nothing out. And it is certain we can carry nothing away." From the book of Job, chapter one, chapter 1, verse 21, Job said, Naked I come from my mother's womb, and naked I shall return. The Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. In the book of Psalm 49, verse 17, the Bible says, For when he dies, he will carry nothing away. His abundance will not follow him down. In the book of Ecclesiastes 5.15, he says, As a man came from his mother's womb, so he will depart again, and naked as he arrived, he takes nothing for his labor to carry in his arms. So, when if a man or a woman understand that they came, you come to this world with nothing, and when you die, you are going to go with nothing, it will be very understanding of that. We help you to be reasonable in the way you manage your resources in your home. A lot of time we hold on to a lot of things. This is mine, this is mine. It's because you don't have understanding. I remember somebody that was about to die. And when this man was about to die, he lost money too much. And he took the key. The key for the for the safe. He wanted to swallow it. I don't know, maybe he swallowed the key. He swallowed the key. He swallowed the key. Mm. Does that mean that they cannot break they cannot break the law the, the, the safe the safe? Does that mean you see when before you can release everything to your husband or your wife, you need to understand that you come with nothing, and when you die, you are not going to die and take anything away. So what of what use is the resources that God has given you if you are holding on to it? And that resources you cannot use it to be a blessing to your family. Continue. Praise the Lord. So there's no need holding back anything because it's all it's all vanity and we're not taking anything anyway. So let us not let us be aware that even if there's there's going to be any disagreement about money, we need to sort things out with communication. Okay. We've been saying communication, communication and communication. And no secret. Secrecy and dishonesty will not help, but it will compound the matters and it will oh, make things worse. Yeah. The next point I want to say is this. You know, when we read the book of Genesis, chapter chapter 2, we were talking about how God said he made help meet for Adam. So, you need to understand that in marriage, both of you are help meet. There's nobody that is bigger than the other. So it's possible for one person in the marriage to have more than the other. But in a marriage that is of God, in a people that have the fear of God, that understand that they, they, do, they go out with nothing, what the abundance that God has given you is to bless the one that doesn't have anything so that all of you can enjoy your resources together. What is the joy in, in your home? When you have millions and billions of money or pounds in your bank account, eating away, eating away, mm -hmm. and your wife 
or your husband is suffering, your children are suffering. I've heard of people that they will have money in their bank, in their bank and their family will be suffering. Children doesn't have food to eat. Wife is suffering, could not have anything to eat. And they, and they don't realize that they are together. So you need to understand that you are one. So if Adam say, this is the flesh of my flesh, the bone of my bone. So if you have money, you keep it away. Then you are making your flesh to suffer. You are making your bone to suffer. It is not the will of God. That is not the way God designed it. Hallelujah. Praise so, the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. So, so there are certain ways by which we can improve our financial intimacy. God intended that it will be well with us. And we will have intimacy as we are having physical intimacy, financial intimacy as well. We need to pray for God's guidance and direction. God's wisdom is needed in everything. Wisdom is profitable to direct. When we pray, the Lord will lead us. Okay, how do we harness all these things together? How do we manage them? How do we arrange to have um, budgets and to make projects in the family? How do we do things? All this direction can only come from God because he's the, he's the author of everything. And he knows the end from the beginning. He's the Lord of our lives. So we need to prayerfully ask for wisdom and guidance from God. Amen. Both the husband and the wife. Amen. Amen. So that's another thing that I would like us to know. You know, in my culture, they said it's because he's not enough. That is why he's causing problem. When he pay Otoba, Otoba Po, Otekinio, Otokmi, that because it's not enough, that is why it's causing problem. And when you see people that normally fight for inheritance, it's because they have not made it. If you have made it, there will not be fight for anything. So in majority of home, when you see fighting going on, it's because the resources is not enough. There's no balance of resources. So I want to encourage us. You need to plan to have more resources in your home. We need to plan to be reproductive. Hallelujah. Amen. You need to plan to have resources in your home. It's because today, uh, I've not told my sister. I would have asked my sister to speak to us about how we can be resource, resourceful in our home. Because it, it, as husband and wife, you need to be resourceful. So when we say somebody should bring down the money and put down the money, yes, your husband may have money and put down the money, your wife may have money and put, put her money down, but if you are not resourceful yourself, it will be causing problem. It shouldn't be one way. It should be every one of you working together. In the book of Psalm 128, verse 2, the Bible says, you shall eat the fruit of the labor of your hands. You shall be blessed and it shall be well with you. So in marriages, God does not in God do not intend anybody to be lazy. To be God blessed. God do, do, do not intend husband or wife to be high do. God wants both of you to be hard working, and the Bible says He will bless the the work the, the work of your hand. You need to do something. You need to use your initiative so that you can you will be able to be a source of income to your family, a source of revenue. Because if you are not doing anything, it you know it will come to a point. You know, I've heard of some husband that they will say the ones go and be working and go and go and go, go and continue working because I want to be at home looking after the baby. You know, and some woman will say, Hey, go to work and work, and I'll be the one staying at home looking after the baby. I know 
Child care is also part of commitment. But the two of you will agree on how to raise those children. It shouldn't affect your productivity. So the Bible says in the book of Thessalonians, second Thessalonians, yeah, yeah, three ten to twelve, he said, "For even when we were with you, we will give you the we give you this command: if anyone is not willing to walk, let him not eat. For we hear that some from 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 among you walk in idleness and not busy at work, but busy body." Not so now, such person are command that now that, that person will command and encourage in the law that in Jesus to do their work quietly and learn their own living and hand their own living. So, my brother, my sister, you are not supposed to be lazy. Marriage is not meant for lazy people, and marriage is not meant for you because you know that somebody is rich, you want to go and marry somebody that is rich because that person has money. If you do that, you will regret it. Be be work hard so that you also you can be an influence. You can you can also supply to the need of your marriage. It's very very important. The book of Psalm ninety verse seventeen. Let the favor of the Lord God be upon you and establish the work of your hand. And yes, establish the work of your hand. So we need to work. Don't say because you are husband because you are wife you will not do anything. So there are a lot of people today who are in marriage. That are not doing anything. If you're not doing anything, there's no way your family can progress. It's very, very important. Let's work. Don't let us be lazy. Use your initiative to do something. Use your initiative. It will help your marriage. I pray God will help us in Jesus' name. Amen. The next thing I want to say is that our marriage resources is not a call. It's a blessing. So when God bless you with resources, that, that resources is not a cause. It's what? It's a blessing. So why will money or resources that you have, why will it be causing problem in your home when you cannot when you cannot harness those resources? So if we see resources as an instrument that God has given our family for a, for a comfort for the comfort of our home, it shouldn't cause problem. So uh, the issue of me, mine, mine is mine is mine. It will be thrown out of the window. So resources in the home should be a blessing, not a cause. And I, I want to give us few people in the Bible who, who have not been able to manage their resources properly and have caused problems to their family. I want to give us the example of Nabal and Abigail. Nabal was a very rich man. But because he could not manage resources properly, when David came, that was if you could see the comparison between Nabal and Abigail, we could see that there is a, there is a communication gap there. Even when his wife was talking to him, he won't listen. When his wife was talking to him, look at what happened. The resources that they have, instead of it to be a blessing, it became a cause. Look at Ananiah and Sapphira. God blessed them. And because they cannot, because they, they, were not, they, they were not living right, what happened? It became a problem to them. So don't let the resources of God for your life, don't let it create a problem. Your blessings will not create a problem. Your money will not create a problem. Your source will not be a source of problem for your, for your family. And why would this will not happen? This will, will not happen when you don't keep secret. Don't go and hide some money somewhere and say, Hey, I know my husband. If he knows that I have money, he will take the money from me. And husband and wife too. I want us to be reasonable in whatever we do. There was a time I was, you know, I normally want to give example. 
because uh, this example will help us. I had a story of somebody. This individual has money. And the wife or the husband was telling somebody outside. He said, I had my, my social and so my partner We get money in the next few days. So I wanted to come to our house to come and ask that partner money. What I'm talking about, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not telling lies. Somebody in the family was about to get money. And the other person in the family was telling somebody outside that my, my husband or my wife is about to get some money. Can you please come and come to this individual to come and borrow money? Is that right? It has happened. I'm saying this because I know it has happened. I pray the Lord will help us in Jesus' name. So another thing, you know, as we were talking before, we need to talk about what resources we have. You see, when we communicate to ourselves, when we talk about our resources, when we talk about what we have, then there will not be suspense. You know, if I'm open to you, I'm honest to you, you will not be suspecting me whether I have more than what you think. You know, I remember when I was in Nigeria, people normally, even when I was in school, people normally think I'm from a very, very rich family because of the way I comport myself. People think I'm rich, you know, and that time I may not have any money, any money with me. There's some men, some women, that when people see you like this, they will think you are full of money. And there's nothing there. You have a body. Your body, the way people look at you, they think you have money and there's nothing there. So, do not be open to your wife. Be open to your husband. Be open in your income. Be open in your expenditure. Let, let your husband know your income. Let your wife know your, your income and your expenditure. Be open. Open and honesty and communication. We help to bridge the gap of mistrust. The gap of crisis. Openness is very, very important. And that's why we need to, we need to communicate. And when we also communicate, in, in the communication, we will come budgeting. Because when you communicate, you, when you communicate, you can now have a budget for your family. There are some family that don't have goal nor budget. So if you don't have goal, you cannot have budget. So if I want to ask now, how many family, how many people talking to talking with me today or hearing me today? How many of you have goal in your family? Because without a goal of what you want your family to achieve in the next couple of years, in the next couple of months, you see, we, we have what we call short time goal and long time goal. So if you don't have goal, you cannot have budget. So what is your goal for this year? What is your goal for this month? What is your goal for the next five years? What is your goal for the next ten years? If you don't have that goal, you will continue to have problems in your marriage about managing resources. Because it's when you have goal, you can sit down and do what? And, and work towards it and have a budget that meets that goal. So it's very, very important to have goal and to have budget in your family. If you don't have it, it will cause problems. Another thing I want us to look at is this. You need to be able to set your priority right. And when we talk of priority, I want to talk of priority about who matter most. Is it your family that matter most or the people around you? Do you know that some men or women that they can be nice to people outside their home? I'm talking about people that will be nice to people around you, nice to your friend, nice to your family, extended family, and in your house, people are suffering. So you need to set a priority right. So when there is need, when need arises, who comes first? 
Is it your immediate family or your extended family? So you need to know that your extended family and your extended family are secondary. Your friends are secondary. Your wife, your children, your husband, your children come first. So if you don't place them as priority, it will cause a problem in your womb. There are some people that have, have been married, they will say, yes, and it's my mother. He knows me. And when I was going to school, you are not there. So they sent me to school. I need to give them money. I need to give my, my mother or father money. I'm not saying it's not do that. But when you become when you are when you become married, your priority first is on your immediate family, your husband, your children, not your parents. You know, it is African thing that we say that uh, you have to be giving money to your parents. It's an African African mentality. Any parent that works very, very hard, any parent that budget and do things right will not be waiting for children to be bringing them money. Any parent that work very hard, any parent that plan their life will not be waiting for children. Now, okay, I want children to be giving money before, before I eat. I want children to be giving money before I do anything. I don't pray that my life will be like that. I want my children to be blessed, but when my children will give me anything, I want it to come from their heart. I don't want to ask any of my children to be giving me anything when I'm old. I want, I want them to do it from their heart. It's not... I don't want to be a body to my children. I want to plan for my life. And that's why in, in a marriage, husband and wife, you need to plan for your future. Plan for your future so that you don't become a body to your children. You don't start to give your children problems to solve when they're in their marriages. A lot of parents, a lot of a lot of parents, they are causing, they are breaking the home of their of their children because they are body to them. So a lot of parents will be asking children, their children, maybe they are young in their marriages, to be giving them money. Even they themselves have not established themselves. You are asking them to give you money. You are a destroyer of their home. So we need to set our priority right. I'm not saying you should not give money to your parents. Get me right. Don't misquote me. But your family must be your priority. So if you, are, if you call yourself a Christian, you are hiding money from your husband or your wife, and your wife is, is suffering. Is suffering, is suffering. Your children are suffering, and you are taking money. That money that you're supposed to give to them, you are giving it to your parents. You are a wicked man or you are a wicked woman. You are wicked because you are not meeting the need of your immediate family. So, out of budgeting and planning, also come about making plans. To do what we can do, what we can avoid. So if you know in your family you can only raise only one child, why do you want to bother to have ten children? And you know when you have ten children, your resources will not be able to meet it. So it will cause problems. And this this will not be a matter of prayer. A lot of time we many Christians they don't think right. Everything, prayer, prayer, prayer. Even when they're supposed to use their common sense to do things, they will turn it to prayer. You know that your resources can only cater for one child. And you are saying that, God wants to bless you and you have 10 children. Don't you know that you have started that family on crisis? And that crisis will continue. The more you pray, nothing will happen. Because it's not, it's not devil causing it. It's you not planning for it. And the Bible says, which of you will like to be, be the tower? Will not sit down and count the cost. So whatever you want to do in life, you need to count the cost. Don't embark on what we, you cannot do. 
because it will cause you problem. Uh, the, the last thing I want to say is this. You need to seek the comfort of family. The comfort of family comes first. Do not say, it's me, it's my money, it's my money. Whatever I want to do, I, 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 whatever I want, I can do. Whatever I want, I can do with what I have. And you make your children, your wife to be suffering. You make your husband and your children to be suffering. That is not right. I pray God Almighty will help us in Jesus' name. That's, we, cannot, we cannot finish all the discussion. And because of our time, that's why I'm, I'm pausing. So that if anybody has questions or comment, we can, we can answer it. Praise the Lord. Do you have any questions or comments, please? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And we need to put the need of our spouse above our own. 1 Corinthians 13, 5 says, Love does not seek its own. So if I'm not seeking my own, and if my husband is not seeking his own, as he's trying to satisfy me and meet my needs, and as I'm trying to satisfy him and meet his needs, we will work together and everything will be alright. So when, there's, when we are selfless, and when we put the need of our spouse before our own, above our own, Everything will go right. May the Lord help us in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, any other contribution or question? Last week, somebody sent a question. Okay. Now, somebody sent a question and said, what do we do in case of a spouse who we want to work with, we want to put resources and financial things with, but it's a spendthrift. He must not know that you've got money with you. The moment he knows, he will plan in his head how to, how to move the money, how to spend the money. On the family or some trivial things. And the wife is very conscious of the fact that they need to invest, they need to save up, they need to do stuff. So this person is, has asked a question that how do we sort that? What Pray, do we do in such a situation? Yeah, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Yeah. Anybody what can we do? If the if the if a man is somebody who likes to save money and the woman likes to spend money or vice versa, what can we do? Hallelujah. It's a very tricky thing, you know, and it's a question that keeps recurring when we have um, talked like this in the church. But to me, what I would say is just that you apply wisdom. Whatever the Spirit of the Lord asks you to do at that time. Because there's no, um, it's not be, it can't be casted in gold. You know, because there's no straight answer to it. What works for A might not work for B. There's some men, there's some women that likes, you know, investing and when he has money, he doesn't like spending anyhow. And the wife likes spending anyhow. And at the end of the day, the man will not let the wife know that he has that money. And he now does something for the house, for the better good of the house. There may not be any problem in family A. But if family B, it could lead to the separation of their family. Because the wife could say, oh, you are hiding things from me. You are not being transparent with me. I don't know what you are doing. 
I don't feel safe with you because I don't know what is happening to your life. So what happens to family A might not be applicable to family B. What I would say is that at that at each instance, we should just ask for the wisdom of God to direct you in how to handle your family at that particular point in time. Because it will not because your your spouse doesn't know how to spend money, you guys will now not have any investment in your life as a family. You will not plan for your rainy for the rainy days. No, you still have to plan for it. But you have to apply wisdom. Look at what you know you would do. In, in maybe in the way you present it to your spouse that will not rock boats. Look at the peculiarity of your own home. And, you know, tell up whatever action you're going to make to fit that, that purpose. That's the only thing I can say. Thank you. Lord help us. Yeah. Praise the Lord. And another question. No, let me see. One of the young... Let, let me see. Speak on that question. Sorry. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You see... One thing that I want us to say to note is this: the problem of that marriage does not start when somebody is a spender and somebody is somebody that have intention for investment. for investment. It, the Bible says, "If the foundation be destroyed, okay. what can the righteous do?" So they, that family they need to go back to the drawing board and start to be open and honest to themselves and, and, be, and be factual to themselves. They need to go back to God and pray about it and communicate. You see, when people come to me and talk to me about how they are having money issue or resources crisis, what I normally tell them is that you need to talk about it. You need to communicate. You need to talk about it. You need to discuss about it. Do you know what? If your husband or your wife receives money with you and every time you want to take that money from you and you give that money to that individual you are spoiling that individual because anytime you have money that individual will want to cause you crisis to get the money from you and money giving money yes and that's an abusive relationship and giving that money to that individual you are spoiling that individual so you need to let that individual realize that you cannot say every time i have money you want to take the money from me? Let's sit down and talk about how to manage our family. So, managing money come through prayer, come through communication, and come through budgeting and planning for the family. And that is the only way we can do it. It's not easy. Money is just only one, only one, only a little part of what is causing problem in the marriage. A lot of things has gone wrong. All those things that have gone wrong need to be dealt with so that we don't deal with only. Only the symptom. No symptom is the person asking you for to bring your money. But what is the problem itself is that there's not been communication, there's not been planning, there's not been goal for the family. Financial counseling. And that, that you see, and a, a lot of time there's no financial counseling. So we need to look into that. So an openness is very very important. So again, prayer. You need to also commit a thing to the Lord. And the Lord God Almighty will help them to solve the problem. Yeah. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. One of our young adults asked a question when we started about prenuptial agreement. Now, I, I just want to say to us that prenuptial agreement is, is not for children of God. You sign a prenuptial agreement where you are already thinking that, oh, when I go into this union with this man or with this woman, when we break up, this person will not go with any of my things. We will not share all our things half-half. 
That is what prenuptial agreement stands for. So a child of God does not do anything prenuptial agreement at all. That is the reason why we said at the beginning of this message that this message, all this series, is for people who are regenerated, people who have already given their life to Christ, because the way we handle things in the secular world is different from how we handle it in Christendom. So there are some languages that we don't use, that we, children of God don't use at all. Prenuptial agreement doesn't come into Christian marriages at all, at all. So I want to encourage our young ones to give your totality to Christ. Make sure you marry in the Lord and do things right and everything will fall into place for you. So there is no prenuptial agreement in a Christian marriage. In a Christian marriage, when the man comes together with the wife, that is two people. But in the sight of God, they are one. They are one team. They have one common goal. It is not me, myself, and I. Uh, this belongs to him. This belongs to, to her. But it belongs to us. We are the one in the, in the same team. One goal. One team. One ambition. One, 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 oneness in everything. So for people who do prenuptial agreements, they have their individual things. The wife have, has her own assets and properties and finances. The husband has his own. So when they sign, if anything happens, each and every individual walk away with whatever it is that they've, they've owned. Nothing mixing together. So prenuptial agreement is not for children of God. May the Lord help us in Jesus. Yeah, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You see, marriage is not meant for somebody who is not ready to give up. And that's why all what I've been discussing from the beginning answered that question. Yes. The issue of we come to the world with nothing, we are going to live with nothing. So if you know you come to the world with nothing and you are going to live with nothing, you will not be doing that. Prenotal agreement is a policy that people take because they don't they, they are not sure that the person the, that the marriage will work. It's genuine or not. That they, they are not sure the marriage will work. But when you marry in Christ, when you marry in Christ and you pray before you go to that marriage, that does not mean there cannot be problem. There could be problem. But God will help you to overcome that problem. Mm -hmm. But when you are already making a way out of the problem, when the problem starts, you will not want to you will not want to abide by it. So my brother, my sister, one of these days we'll be talking about prenuptial agreement as a topic so that we'll be able to know what to do. So before you marry, pray to the Lord that the Lord will lead you, the Lord will guide you, and make sure you marry somebody you can trust with everything that you have. Don't marry anyone that you cannot trust with everything that you have. If you do that, you are starting your marriage on what? On on, on a sand. And when the wind blows, it will, it will scatter. My wife and I, we've had problems about money in the past. That we had a lot of issues about money that could have wrecked our marriage. But through the grace of God, we're able to manage it. You know, I normally say something. That, see, my wife knows what I have. If I have any money, I will tell her. From, from African perspective, we don't normally ask women to be bringing their money. That, okay, bring your money. Bring, I want to know what to hold. And as a responsible husband, my wife does what she needs to do. We do things together in the home. Nobody say this is mine or this is I will never go to my wife to I've been asking her to bring her to be giving me her money. Because I know that she knows how to spend the money to meet the need of the family. We have budget. 
and we have plan on how we, how we spend money in the house. So our budget and our plan is being made. So everybody perform their role, and there's no 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 what no fight about how to perform our role. So no tension at all. So I will not be asking my wife now. I want to see your salary. I'm your husband. It is a it is a a, a, a it is husband that's a child. That is childish that will be going to the wife and say, I want to have your I want to know what is in your account now because I'm your husband. That is not the way to, to undo it. We can undo it in a better way. So when you love your wife and your wife can trust you, your wife will give everything to you without holding it. And in our family, before we do anything for our children, they know that they cannot play on us. I was discussing with one of my daughter yesterday, last night, and she was telling me that you don't do anything. Until we talk to my wife or to my mom. So that is what's supposed to happen. Praise the Lord. So we want to encourage as many couple or as many uh, people that are in marriages that are having financial tension. Please seek outside help. Talk to some godly people. Seek godly counsel. As, um, as young as we are in our marriage, we still have people that we listen to. So sometimes when you are having tension or any uh, crisis in any area of marriage, you need counsel. You need to open up to people who will counsel you, who will direct you, who will give you godly counsel to, that will sort the uh, problem. So don't keep quiet and don't let the money issue escalate into other things and cause crisis in your marriage. Be open. If you cannot reach a compromise with your, with your husband or with your wife, Seek help. Seek outside help. Outside help from people that are godly. Yeah, godly that will not concept. that will not destroy your marriage. Not people who envy you already. Not people who envy you already. Everything to turn upside down. Okay. And for young people who are listening to this broadcast, who are think, who are saying, what are they talking about? I will advise that you go through counseling. These days, our young adults always think, "Oh, I'm going into marriage. I know everything already." I, I've read about everything already. Well, I, I've heard everything already. I know everything I'm doing. And, and uh, marriage, is, marriage is a journey that you've never been there before. You've never gone through that route before. And you need counseling. Even if, when you have counseling, it doesn't mean that you not have some issues. But when you have issues, you'll be able to undo them more maturely uh, with, with godly counsel and with, with godly um, direction and, uh, and wisdom. You'll be able to sort them. So, but young adults these days, they don't want counseling. They always think they know everything. So, I will advise you to seek counseling before you go into marriage. Yeah. So that when any difficulty arises, you'll be able to go through all the hurdles in a very easy way. So, don't think you know everything. Even if you are a banker, you still need financial counseling. You need counseling concerning every areas of marriage. Don't think, oh, when we get to that road, when we get to that bridge, we will cross it. Don't do that. Yeah. May the Lord help you in Jesus' yeah. name. The Bible says, in the multitude of cancer, mm -hmm. that's what? Thy safety. You see, you know, we have many uh, children that God has used us to cancer. And whenever they have issues, they call us. And we go to them. We discuss with them to help them out. So if you are going to marriage, do not say no to counseling. Because a time will come that you will need those little, little experiences. And experience is what you... is the best teacher. You no, know, experience is not what you can take from the... You can... you can uh, Experience is what you gain from people who have gone who through have it. Gone through that road. Who have gone through that road. They can share their experience with you. You can learn from it. Do not learn from your mistake. 
And before there are some people that they will learn from their mistake, before it's too late, they will change. But do not wait until that mistake starts to happen before you know that you need counseling. You need counseling, you may also get financial counseling. And that's what I was saying before. I would have told our sister to, to speak to us today because of, of our time. We cannot say that. I want us to pray. Uh, okay, my brother said, said go, going back to the engineer of marriage is also important. Praying for each other will surely help as well. Yeah, it's good to pray. It's good to go back to God. But a lot of things that we also need to do, we need to also to do it. I pray God help us. Prayer is very, very important. And going back to God is very, very important. I want us to pray. Let's pray that God will help our home. Every home that are struggling with, with financial crisis, resources crisis, that God, the Lord will teach them. The Lord will help us to take our responsibility. The Lord will help our home to stand. Every home that is about to break because of resources, the Lord will touch them. Let's pray. The Lord will make us to be hardworking. The Lord will help us to plan. The Lord will help us to have a goal. The Lord will help us to do what we're supposed to do to make our marriage work. And I pray that the grace of God will be upon our lives in Jesus' name. For if you are going through any challenges now, pray for your, for your marriage and the Lord will help you. Pray for your husband, pray for your wife, pray for your children, and the Lord will help you. Let's pray for our children and they are planning to have their marriage, to, to have their home. The Lord will lead them, the Lord will guide them. For in Jesus' name we pray. Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Authority in heaven and earth will bless you because you are the author of marriage. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, because you are our God. Father, we say be that lifted in Jesus' name. Amen. Our Lord and our God. We ask, O oh God, that even all the word that we have shared today, Father, Lord, I pray that you to continue to resound in our memories and it to be impressed upon our hearts, even to be able to be the doers of the word and not the hearers alone in Jesus' name. Amen. Holy Spirit, the Bible said that you will teach us all things. We yes, ask, O oh God, that you continue to teach us. Yes, Lord. Continue to lead and direct us. Amen. Because wisdom is profitable to direct. The heavenly wisdom that we need, O oh God, even to even to, to go through the, the road and the roots, even smoothly, you will give unto us in Jesus' name. Amen. Our Lord and our Father, as many families that are in crisis, that have money issues, that have financial um, financial tension and pressures, Father, Lord, I pray that you will speak your peace into such marriages in Jesus' name. Amen. We receive your peace and calmness even in that, such marriages in Jesus' name. Amen. Our Lord and our God, we pray, O oh God, that you will prepare us for your heavenly kingdom. Yes, Lord. You will prepare us even to be able to cause our heart to yearn and thirst after your righteousness at all times, and to live our life in fear of you, so that everything will go well for us in our in, in our pursuit of heaven. So shall it be for us in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, precious Lord. Thank you, Daddy. As we go into a new week, Father Lord, we pray that you go ahead of us. Amen. You make every crooked path straight. You will, you will fill every valley, and you will make every mountain low in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, precious Lord. Thank you, Daddy. Concerning glorious better ministry, we lift it up unto you. We ask, O oh God, that you will continue to steer the ship of the fellowship in Jesus' name. Amen. You will continue to increase us, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. We pray, O oh God, for your... Um, for, for the under shepherd of the church, that Lord, you will continue to fill him with power, with fire, and anointing in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, precious Lord. Thank you, Daddy. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Can we share the grace together? The with the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the that love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, rest and abide with us now and forevermore. Amen. Surely, goodness and mercy shall go with you all the days of your life, and we shall do it that of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and as I do it that of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. Have a wonderful week. God bless you in Jesus' name. Bye.